So Money episode 89, Paula Rizzo. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Hey, welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thanks for joining me. Hey, raise your hand if you're big on making lists. Yeah, I'm raising both hands right now. I've got a foot in the air as well. I've been creating lists since I was probably in middle school because, you know, writing is cathartic for me, one. And when I can put everything that I have to do in hierarchical order on a list, and I like to use pen and paper, it makes me feel like I can really focus and prioritize. Like, like suddenly life is achievable. Um, and for me, it's a way to stay organized. And I know for a fact that a list helps me be more productive. It helps me be more results driven. And if you agree with me that creating and executing to-dos off of a list are a key to productivity, you're really going to appreciate today's guest. Her name is Paula Rizzo. By day, she is an Emmy award-winning TV producer in New York City. And by day and night, in the middle of the night and all other hours of the week. She works on another one of her passions as the founder of the productivity site listproducer.com. And she has a great new book out, which we're going to talk about called Listful Thinking, Using Lists to Be More Productive, Highly Successful, and Less Stressed. In our time with Paula, we discover the following, how using lists can help you lead your best life. The idea of a permission list when it comes to budgeting and how that can help you. And her biggest habit, besides, of course, list making, that keeps her finances in check. Here is Paula Rizzo. Paula Rizzo, welcome to So Money. So great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on your new book, Listful Thinking, using lists to be more productive, highly successful, and less stressed. Yes, yes, and yes. I think I want to be all of those things. (laughs) Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, right. Good, Good buzzwords. Yeah. And I learned on the very first page that you start writing, there is actually a word for people like you, like me, like a lot of my listeners who have a passion for making lists. It's called glossomania. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? There's an actual label for all of us. What? And you inherited this from your dad. Yes. My dad still to this day is a very big list maker, but I think that's kind of where I got the bug for it because I would see how he would be using them. Um, and so of course he, you know, thinks he's the secret to all of this success with the book and all of that. (laughs) Well, and we'll give him as much credit as, as, uh, as, as he needs. And exactly. Um, you know, you're a TV producer in New York city. I was a, a producer in New York city. And I know that, uh, people like us, we just cannot live without lists because there's a thousand and one, uh, things that we have to be constantly in check with. And I remember my first day, I was working at New York One News. My One of my first weeks or first days at the station, I was forgetting a lot of things because that's what happens when you're new and you have like 18 million things that you have to be uh, concerning yourself with. And so my my the person who was training me, she literally like pulled out a legal pad and a pen and she was like, write this down. Really? She was like, this is how we do it. Yeah, she's like, start writing. <laughs> And I was like, okay. And I, of course, I've always been big into lists. Like in high school, when you've got SATs and classes and, you know, all the extracurriculars going on in your job, I would literally schedule and, and put a list, put things on my list, like take a bath, you know, wow. take a nap for 15 minutes between this and that. Yeah, because that's how crazy life got. 
And I just love crossing things off. Is there is there a word for that? People like just like to cross things off list. Oh, I know the best thing ever. I mean, that isn't that like the best feeling? And sometimes I'll write things down that I did that wasn't on the list just so I can cross it off. And I'll feel like, oh, I'm so accomplished today. Look at me. Now, there are a lot of studies about how lists are beneficial, that lists do make us productive. How does your book complement those works that have already been out there? How does it dovetail some of the existing literature around this? Sure. Well, I think for for my book, it's more of just an everyday guide, things that you're going to be doing in your everyday life. So not only with work, but at home, if you're planning a big event, if you're going on vacation, all the stuff that happens in your life, you can use a list to be even more productive and efficient and organized and get all the stuff that you need done, done in a way that then you can really enjoy the experience. You know, if you're going on a long trip or, you know, you are trying to decide whether or not you want to take this job or not, there are ways to use lists to serve you better in all those ways. And for me, I was using lists a lot at work. Like you mentioned, you know, being a TV producer, there are so many deadlines and so much stuff that you need to keep on top of. And I wasn't doing it at home. And I found that I was way more stressed out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, being a producer, it's a stressful job. Working in live TV, it's very stressful. Uh, And yeah, I was stressed out, but I had this as sort of like a coping mechanism to say, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to make sure that I have all my ducks in a row and I have this to go back to and refer to um, whenever I need it. My favorite sections in the book, of course, had to do with money Uh. and budgeting and how lists can help us stay more organized. Uh, Really, lists are an organization tool, right? For sure. Yeah. It's just a way to kind of get everything out of your head and Mm -hmm. down on paper. And for money, it's one of those things where like for me, I'm not, I don't love numbers. It's just not a thing that comes naturally to me. So if I don't write it down, I ignore it. And I feel like for money, I would kind of ignore, you know, oh, I don't want to look at my bills. I don't want to know how much is in the accounts. I don't want, you know. Um, And if I don't give myself a push, even like a to-do list item to say, you know, check out your accounts or pay bills now or that kind of thing, um, because it's not my favorite task, I probably wouldn't do it unless I prompted. Yeah. You talk in the book about this idea of giving yourself a permission list when it comes to budgeting. How does that help? So I think if you are always so strict with yourself and you're always like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, saving for a house, saving for a house, saving for a house, you get to resent it, you know, and then you get the house and you're like, great, you know, got the house, terrific, but I didn't get to get anything that I wanted. I didn't get to go out with my girlfriends and now I have, you know, no relationships left. Well, I'm being, you know, overly um, to prove a point, but um, I think if you give yourself a little bit of permission to say, okay, you know, this could be a splurge. This is one, you know, thing that I'm doing. I did all these things on my to-do list or, you know, whatever reward it is um, and just be able to give yourself permission to get that, you know, and, and, On the other way, it works, too, to be able to say to somebody, you know, um, all these things are are popping up for me. Like, can you give me permission? Another way to use it, too, you know, and to Mm -hmm. have somebody say, like, you know what? It's okay if you don't do these 10, you know, um, things that people are asking you to do because that's what happens. You know, people ask you for things. Is there a right and a wrong way to attack a list? Uh, Because I find that sometimes I over I over list. Yes. Yes. And that is a big mistake Mm -hmm. um, or problem for people. I love the fact that you get everything down on paper, mind dump, get it out of your head. You're much less stressed. That's great. But then you have to set up the list in a way that it's going to be able to be used. So I would say always make separate lists for your home stuff and your work stuff. And I realized that it, you know, it mushes. It's, It's not like, you know, you go to work and then you've 
instantly don't need to go to the ATM anymore or pick your kid up from school or whatever. Um, but they need to be two separate lists. So if you have one list at work, so I keep my list at work in my desk on a steno pad at all times. And it has everything that has to, you know, I have to do for work on the left side. And then some of the home stuff that I need to do throughout the day or, you know, reminders like you and I were going to speak. So I need to write that down just so I can get kind of an overview, like a map. It's for me like a rundown to just have those things be separate. So when I look at them, I know what I'm going to get. You know, I'm only going to get home stuff. I don't have to decipher it and work any extra. I just look at it and say, okay, here's the home stuff. Here's the work stuff. What can I attack first? And you're writing a lot of this down with a pen and paper. Where can we, pe- can, what are some good resources, some cool apps perhaps? Sure. So I, I like both. You know, I was very anti-app in the beginning, um, but now I really see the value because it's difficult to be carrying around that paper list with you all the time. And I was forgetting it or sometimes I'll take pictures, you know, if I write if I write a really good list <laughs> that I want to take with me, uh, I'll snap a, a photo of it. But um, I really love Evernote. I find Evernote to be a really great resource to kind of just be a like a filing cabinet for information, all that stuff that you need to um, you know, access at some point. I do all my tax information. I put all my tax information in Evernote. Um, so as soon as I get something, you know, that um, I need for my accountant or whatever, I send it right to Evernote. It's all there. Um, but for as far as to do's go, I really like Wonderlist mm-hmm. and it's W-U-N-D-E-R. Um, and that one is just a straight up to-do list. You can, you know, make different folders for different things like a home folder or work folder. And you can share your folders too with other people. So, um, you know, I like to share folders with friends. And then that way, when we get together to talk about, I would have preloaded our list to say, you know, when things pop up in my head, when we're not together, oh, I needed to tell her that. And then when we get together, I'm like, let me just look at our list and see what's on here. And it's, you know, it's a little bit structured, but it's a good, efficient way to keep track of all the stuff that's going on in your brain. Right. All the unstructured stuff gets structured. Yep. Exactly right. Everyone, go run and buy this book, Listful Thinking. We're talking with Paula Rizzo, the author, also a producer at Fox News. What's your typical day? Well, so I don't work in in live news anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more relaxed than my days, you know, as being a line producer. But there are still very strict deadlines. And so when I go out on shoots, I go out in the field and I interview people. And so I always have my checklist of all my questions and all the shots that I need to get, um, you know, when I'm out there. Because I interview a lot of doctors. I do health news. So a lot of doctors who get pulled away, you know, we're in the middle of chit-chatting about something and they get pulled away to deal with a patient or something happens, an emergency. And at least I have my list to keep going back to, to refer, to make sure I got everything that I needed. Because you, I mean, you know, you go back to the editing room and you don't have the stuff you need and your editor's like, what oh, do you want me girl, to do with I this? I have forgotten to press record, okay? <laughs> it's bad. I, I mean, I get everything done and then I get back to the newsroom and I'm like, I forgot to turn on the camera. It's happened once or twice. I mean, it happens. killer. It does happen. Oh, but Lord. you know what? It, it, in that instance checklists are amazing. So that's a thing, right? I Turn mean, on camera. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But at the same, in the same time, look at you. I mean, you were a seasoned producer. You've done this before. Yeah. I mean, this is your job and accidents happen and things, right. things pop up, you know, and you get distracted. Uh, and so the act of having that checklist to be like, okay, let me just run through this real quick to make sure everything is, is moving where it needs to be moving or doing whatever. It's just so helpful. Let's transition now to my so money questions. So you talked a little bit about kind of your upbringing, um, 
how you inherited list making, I guess, a little bit from your dad. Uh, but let's first capture your financial philosophy. This I ask of all my guests to really set the tone for the rest of the conversation. And so share with us a money mantra, perhaps, that helps to guide your financial decision making. Well, I think it's just a really simple one that I learned from my dad. And it's it's sort of just if you don't have the money, you can't buy it. You can't spend it, you know. And so I was always really mindful of that, um, just being able to know that, hey, if it's not in your account, don't wait until, you know, don't be buying things that you can't afford. And so thankfully, I've never been in credit card debt, thank God, because that just was always ingrained in my head. You're near some uh, some wood in your apartment. Yeah, I did. I did. I did <laughs> knock down didn't wood. hear it. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what about a money memory? Take us down memory lane. Little Paula, um, learning about money for the first time. What, where were you? What happened? You know, I remember wanting to have a bank account and my parents were like, what is your deal? Like I was little and they were, I was just like, well, I think that I should have my own things. And you know, how old were you? I mean, I don't know, maybe like eight or something. Aww. And they were like, let's just calm down. You know, we'll take care of this for you for now. Um, but one of the things I, I really, you know, sticks in my head is maybe I was like, I don't remember how old, 12 or 11. And there were these shoes that I wanted for school, like outside of the regular back to school stuff that you get, you know, mm -hmm. um, it was it's just these cute shoes that I really wanted. And, you know, my parents, they could have just bought them for me. It's not like, you know, we didn't have the money, but they were like, OK, well, why don't you save for it? And I will tell you just the act of saving for something that you really wanted was just such a great lesson for me because I I was so happy when I got those shoes. And it was just like such a great way to be able to just stay motivated. What were the shoes? What do they look like? Tell me I everything. mean, I feel like it wasn't even that cute of a shoe. Like, <laughs> I feel like it may have been like <laughs> now thinking back, like, could it have been like saddle shoes? Like, do you remember saddle shoes? Like, I feel like it was almost sort of like that, which is like such a weird type of thing. Um, but I, I just remember like really wanting them and that was the method of getting them. And so I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And I saved my money. Are you good at so delaying excited. gratification? Are you good? Are you like, I, I yeah. think some people are just inherently good at being yep. patient. I'm good at that. Hmm. I'm good at that. Because I feel like, you know, I and that's the same thing with like working to, through my list too. Like I have a little like carrot at the end of the, you know, at the end of the tunnel saying like, okay, if I finish this and this, then I'll be able to go get my nails done or I'll go, ah. you know, call my friend or, you know, so I kind of have all these little, these little games that I play with myself almost. Well, you have to have a reward system built in yeah. because checking, I mean, I like checking things off, but there's more gratification when you know that when you check everything off, there is a prize. Right. Exactly. Because it just, it, you know, I mean, if there's nothing at the end, it's just like, OK, great, I got it done. After a while, just crossing things off the list gets a little old, you know, so you need a little bit more of a push sometimes. Absolutely. OK, well, Paula, you sound like, you know, you're good at delaying gratification. You've never been in credit card debt. So this question might fall flat, but it's uh, what was your biggest financial fail in life? I know. You know, I don't know. I really, thankfully, don't really have one that I can think of that was so epic that it like sticks in my head because um, I always tried to stay on top of it. I don't like it, but I try to stay on top mm -hmm. of it. Well, what about and I'm not trying to like put words in your mouth. I just maybe sometimes people think that it has to be like I declared bankruptcy or I right. foreclosed <laughs> on my home. Like it could be something as it is not that, you know, everyone has their own experiences and I don't want to like demean experiences, but even something as, you know, relatively less significant as like, 
I you know bounced a check or I um, I forgot to pay back a friend and I felt really bad or you know just something where it was a little less uh, serious in the grand well, scheme of life. You know, I guess I mean I guess maybe I overdrew my account one time. You know, like uh-huh. I, I knew account. there was something. <laughs> <laughs> you knew there was a dirty little secret in there. Um, and yeah, and you know, thankfully you have the whatever the protection is where it just takes it out of your savings, which is cool. But I was like, I, I can't believe that I miscalculated. Like I was so angry mm. with myself, you know. Um, but now I'm very mindful. But of now that. you have a list. Okay. Now I have a list. Right, exactly. Now I have a system. And now that doesn't happen anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, let's talk success. And I, I sense this might be a more exciting question. You might have a few to pick from here. What's a really a so money moment in your life where you accomplished something really financially awesome and you were really proud of yourself for it? Where were you? What happened? Take us through it. So I remember, you know, after I graduated or my final year of college, I I bought my first car, which was cool, you know, and of course my parents helped me, um, you know, get the down payment and figure out how much I was going to be able to afford once I graduated and all that. Um, And then once I paid the car off, I took the money that I was paying for the car and doubled up on my school loans. And so I was able to like breeze through my school loans, thankfully, uh, way faster because I was just like, you know what, this is, I was used to not having that money anyway, so I might as well just put it here. Um, and I was able to, to pay it all off. And I just remember that feeling really smart, you know, mm-hmm. being like, look at me, I figured Good something out. Good for you. I always say like when you get a windfall, it's money that you weren't expecting. Just put it to some boring use, you know. Right. Have fun with a little bit of it, but like really take it as an opportunity to get ahead. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I did. And then after the fact, then once everything was paid off, I was like, look, there's some extra cash in here, you know. So then, <laughs> then I was able to spend it a little bit. With, All right. You know, Good. Fun. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you got to enjoy it too. That's yeah. great. Let's talk habits. Obviously, list making is one of your big habits. But in addition to that, what is a uh, a conscious habit that you perform that helps in necessarily keep your money where it needs to be? Well, I used to pay my bills like as they would come in or, you know, when I got an email alert, I would just go do it right then. And it was just so annoying because sometimes then I would forget and I would be like, oh, did I pay it? Did I not pay it? And I would go back and have to look and it, it made me really scattered. So now I bundle the tasks and I do this with a lot of things, but um, I, so I do it all on Saturday. So Saturday is my day. I go through, I keep all the stuff in, in a folder and then I go through everything that I have and it's once a week and I look and if there's nothing, there's nothing. Um, but it's kind of my ritual. It's my thing that I do and it makes it a little bit easier um, because you never know when you're going to get, you know, the, the email notification that a new bill came in or, or whatever. And you can't always just attack it right then. Are you a morning person too? Um, I never used to be a morning person because I used to work at night. I used to work oh. like the 11 o'clock newscast. So I used to be this night owl and love it. But now that I work a regular schedule, I'm a little bit, yeah, I mean, now I am a morning person. I do get up super early and get stuff done before I have to, you know, I have. I like to feel like I did something before I even got to work. That's a good way to think of it. I can't get my butt out of bed. If for, really? Like, unless there's like a fire. Like I... <laughs> I really want to be one of those people that can get up at like 4.30 in the morning, go to the gym, have a power breakfast, like, you know, have a conference call with Japan, like, right. and then, <laughs> you know, like go for another run and like right. start my day. It's like, oh man, you know, know, sleep right now is such a rare, like it's such a rare occasion that I sure. get some good sleep. But I think that 
I just asked it because it sounds like you're somebody who just really is so focused, knows her priorities. Um, it it is, does not surprise me that you're you're an avid list maker. And I thought, man, I probably she's a morning person. Yeah, too. it all makes sense. It's true. I just like to. I like to, the control freak in me likes to be able to do what I, I want. I mean, do you're paying on, your bills you know, on Saturdays. That's when I like you know, know. finally make it to the gym, maybe. Right. <laughs> um, no, it's very, very good. And I wish some of that would rub, would rub, on, rub off on all of us. Uh, okay, we are almost wrapped here, Paula. This is the, not that this hasn't been fun already, but even more fun awaits. Yes. Um, where we answer, you finish sentences that I begin. First thing that comes to your mind, don't overthink it. Okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, like Powerball, $500 million, First thing I would do, first thing is. Wow. First thing, I would just go to the airport and just like go to Paris and just go hang out and just nice. be excited. <laughs> you By know? yourself? Would you take it? No, I would take my hubby. He, he could come with me. We would do that together. I think that would be really fun. I just, I love Paris so much. It's just like such a, you know, celebratory place, I feel like. I think you're my soul sister. That, really? Okay, yeah. you, can, you can come too. So if Thank I hit you. the lotto tomorrow, <laughs> I'll give you a ring and I'll pick yeah, you up. Yeah, and I would just airport. add, don't buy a return ticket. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better, or both, is... Fresh Direct, having my groceries delivered. Yeah. So those of you who are not from the New York area, Fresh Direct is kind of like Amazon Fresh, where you can go online and pick your groceries. And all of this food is basically housed at this, I think it's like 400,000 square foot uh, facility in Queens, where they are cooking fresh foods on the premise. And so there is that aspect too, that you get to get like, you know, fresh meats and fresh baked goods. It's all prepared there, prepared foods. Plus, of course, like your traditional, like, you know, Kleenex, toilet paper, apple juice, things like that. Um, But it's it started a few several years ago. It has now like become the way that New Yorkers get their groceries delivered from, you know, to your door. Um, And I love that it's only a two hour window. It's yeah. And you know what? It's just for me, it's like such a great way to plan. I just figure it out. I don't, you know, it takes me whatever, 15 minutes, a half hour, plan out my meals, put everything in there, done. I don't have to think about it again. I hate going through the grocery store. And at Fresh Direct, you can keep your list. You can yes. keep your groceries. <laughs> I knew you would appreciate this. You can, of course you can I have keep them. your grocery list and there's a history of what you've ordered. So you don't have to like think about, you know, what you need necessarily. One thing that I, oops, I skipped a question. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is magazines really I, I just love them I love that you're still supporting the traditional media I know well I do both though I do have <laughs> I use next issue which is a an app um and you can get like every magazine you ever wanted which is great but I do I do get a lot of magazines that I just I don't know what it is I just love them it is it is my guilty pleasure I just love to go through and even if I'm not reading the articles just flipping through it's yeah. just I, I love it. I do too. I really, it's one, It's my favorite part of going to the nail salon. Yes. It's getting my Us Weekly Catch and my up. People magazine. Right. Um, okay. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? How to make it faster? I don't know. Hmm. I, I feel like that, you know, just, yeah, how to make it faster. And how do you make it faster? I don't know. I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it's been a steady build, which is great. But, you know. Yeah, you want to kind of like reach a tipping point or a breakthrough. 
right. financial breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because I I really love any cause that puts a book in a kid's hand or like school lunch. I don't know. Those two things for me are really I'm just passionate about it. I, I hate when kids have school lunch that's, you know, gross and stuff you wouldn't eat. Um, and the same thing with books. I, as a child, just loved books so much that when kids don't have access to them, it makes me so sad. So I feel like those are those are the two that I really, you know, support and think of the most. Um, are there specific charities for school lunches? I didn't know. No, but I just, I really like, you know, when they have like these programs where they're, you know, doing a garden in the back of the school. And so, you know, you can go and help out and, um, you know, kids learn about fresh foods and all these things. And then they're using the garden to be able to, um, you know, make, make lunches or, you know, make whatever. Um, and they have them, I feel like all over the city now it's, it's very Brooklyn, especially. Oh yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, I'm Paula Rizzo, list producer. I'm so money because. Uh, I'm super organized and I get things done. Yes. And that (laughs) is a lot of the battle. Just getting your ducks in a row. I totally can relate to that. Thank you so much, Paula Rizzo. Everyone, the book is called Listful Thinking and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to my lovely guest, Paula Rizzo, for joining me on So Money. Her book, once again, is called Listful Thinking, Using Lists to Be More Productive, Highly Successful, and Less Stressed. She is on Twitter at List Producer, and you can find all of the links for everything I just said and the transcript and the comments to this episode over at somoneypodcast.com. There you can also ask me a question. Just click on Ask Farnoosh and ask away. And every weekend, I respond to your inquiries. And as a reminder, if you'd like to schedule a 15-minute money session with me, just you and me, here's how you can qualify. Just go onto iTunes, leave a review, and every Saturday at the top of the show, I select one new reviewer, one new review, and I read it out loud, and I select that reviewer to receive a 15-minute money session with me, and we uh, organize it later over Skype. So if you're interested in that, just hop on iTunes, leave a review. Thank you in advance. And that is a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me again. Hope your day is so money.